Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Weakness suppresses my will. Coward, extra love, coward, man. Then your head is shame. From the life you ghost to learn Chains till triorings and selfish acts Lies and dreams and bro to manipulation I'm not weak anymore Battle from your snake like tongue Won't burn my skin anymore This act of self-importance Try to sold you out Chains till triorings and selfish acts Lies and dreams and go to manipulation I'm not weak anymore the life you've is so great 
Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 165 of Getting It Out Podcast. That was out of hand with Weak Willed from their debut LP coming out May 7th. It's called Exility. And uh, these guys are a great combination of, of death metal, thrash metal, hardcore. You just heard it there. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, look for that record. It's going to be, I think, I believe it's going to be self-released. But uh, hopefully they get some eyes on them. Uh, this one came across my email by proxy from the band. So they're out there pushing and uh, and I appreciate that. So I wanted to give them some credit and a play here to start off this episode because this episode also includes another band with a great combination of those sounds. This time around, we're talking to Knox Colby from Enforce. He does the vocals for that band. And uh, they just put out an incredible record called Killgrid on Century Media. And uh, that's a big deal. So we're going to talk about how big of a deal that is. And you're going to listen to it and love it. So let's do a little more thrash with New Jersey's best thrash band. This is uh, this is Hot Zone with the Getting It Out podcast intro, and you're gonna love it. Yeah, what's good, all you bitches and bitches? It's the illustrious Hot Zone back at it again with another podcast intro. They said, "Oh, you wanna do a podcast intro for the Getting It Out podcast?" I said, "Oh, shit, I gotta write a rap first, don't I?" They said, "No, you don't gotta write a rap first. It's a hardcore podcast." I said, "All right, I think I can maybe make that happen. Let's see what we can do." Kick it! Make family out of friends, make friends out of enemies! Peace to my family, make friends till they bury me! All the places we've been, we're never sitting it out! We be getting it in, where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been, we're never sitting it out! We'll be getting it in, where you getting it out? Get it out! Alright motherfuckers, you're in the right place at the right time! Okay, hello, how you doing? It's spring now, did you know that? Uh, March 20th, I believe, was the official first day of spring. It might have been the 21st, but I think it was the 20th. So uh, that's your little bit of information. We can now celebrate getting past winter, although it has definitely snowed plenty of times in April, so I usually don't count that bitch of a season gone until about halfway through April, but we'll see. I'm enjoying it for right now. I went out today and ran five miles. I couldn't tell you the last time I ran five miles. I don't think I've ran five miles straight for like two years. I don't know why that is. Um, I usually have some sort of excuse, but I think the most I ran at one time all of last year was four. So uh, I got a couple four milers in this year already and one five. So I always say I'm going to try and do a half marathon by the end of the year, but that is very unlikely. And uh, the farthest I think I've ever got was 11 miles, which that's a lot. It's hard to run. Running sucks, and it's hard. And I don't know how people do uh, marathons, even half marathons. I've never done that. I don't know how they do full marathons. I don't know how they do ultra marathons. I don't know how they do Ironmans. Although, I think in Ironmans, you swim like a mile, and that sounds super easy, like like crazy easy. And I guarantee it's not. Like tile. Like tile work. I assume tile is hard because everybody sucks at it. But... But swimming a mile must be as hard as doing tile, right? I don't know. Somebody's got to correct me on that. Um, but nobody's going to be able to because I'm going to I'm going to shut down every uh, every bit of information I get about that. When you somebody tries to here's here's a little information on swimming a mile, I'm going to be like, listen, man, that's just something I said that I already forgot about. So uh, don't talk to me about it anymore. All right, that's like 90% of the things I say. These uh, opinions I have. They're not real. I mean, they're real. I mean it. 
but uh, I don't think about it again. It's just something I say. And then I move on. And then I say another thing. And like, and someone's like, you shouldn't have said that one thing. And I'm like, hey, man, I don't even know what you're talking about. And that's genuine. I forget a lot of stuff. Always have. You know what I'm never going to forget, though? I'm never going to forget what just happened. My wife and I were putting together our brand new desks. And this is a this is a lot of pieces, all right? This is, we're talking butcher block tops, two six-foot pieces. It's not, it's not a small thing. We're talking uh, four different uh, drawer units. Got everything together, all assembled, all set up on the desk. I was like, okay, got to work on this podcast. It's due out tomorrow. I sit down and grab a beer, sit down beside the, the computer, open the beer, and it soaks the whole fucking thing. You know when you take your hose and you put it on that soak setting where it just, it soaks, whatever. It doesn't necessarily spray, but it just kind of glugs out. Well, it did that. All over my laptop, the, the laptop, my personal laptop that I use for the podcast, the one that I'm using right now. This is less than an hour ago. It covers this thing. I'm sure there's some long-term, long-term damage in here happening, but I'm trying to get this done before it all soaks in. Um, but yeah, it was it was awful. And then it, while I was cleaning up, I was thinking, I know what the problem is. I got one of these Golden Road Brewing Wolf Pup Session IPAs. I bought these before. All right, they're 15 packs. They sell them at the Sheets down the road. They're you know for 20 bucks, 15 beers, decent deal uh, for for an okay beer, right? And uh, this is the same thing that happened last time. The same thing that happened last time I bought this beer. Every single one of them exploded. I don't know what it is. I don't know who to blame for this. I'm gonna forget about it again. Probably buy it again a year from now, and it's gonna be explosions all over the place. And be like, how could this happen? Why didn't anybody warn me? Uh, but uh, here I am again now. I opened the second one. That one also exploded all over the place. Uh, but I was prepared for it. I stood at the sink. And you just, you just watch uh, at, least, at least a quarter of the beer pour down the sink and over your hand. And it's, it's ridiculous. It's messy. And you got to wipe everything down. It's totally not worth it. Uh, I definitely won't do it again until I forget. And then I will do it again. Because, you know, that's, that's my thing. Okay. Anyway, you don't need to know all that, but you do now. Um, as I had mentioned in the intro, this episode features an interview with Knox, the vocalist from Enforce, who just put out Kill Grid on Century Media, and it's a killer record. How about that? Didn't see that coming, did you? Uh, I tried to interview somebody from Enforce several times over the least at least the last year, and we were finally able to work it out. Uh, it took several tries, but we finally did it. And uh, I'm thankful for Knox for being uh, accommodating to getting this done. So um, here, let's play a song from from that record. Let's play let's play the one they just put out a single for. This one's called UXO. Uh, I believe there's a video for it. Uh, check it out here, and then listen to my conversation with Knox. <laughs> I'm going to 
Hello. Hello, Knox. Hey, how's it going, man? Good. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Finally, I'm really glad we can finally uh, do this. <laughs> yeah, I don't. This is. I don't know if you know exactly how long this has been. Uh, I've been attempting this, but it's been roughly a, 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 a while. I'm gonna say <laughs> it's been since since at the walls came out. Really? No, <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, I got you. Well, regardless, I'm glad this finally worked out. Uh, like I yeah, said, absolutely. like I told you before, uh, or you might be aware, I tried calling Will a couple weeks ago, didn't get anything. You tried getting a hold of me, yeah. didn't get anything. Blah blah blah, back and forth. But all right, we yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's been a busy time, but I'm glad we can finally sit down and, and have a chat. Yeah, me too. What do you, did did you get a full work day in already? Yeah, yeah. I uh, today was fucking nasty, and uh, so I just kind of busted ass and. I had a uh, I had a phone call at three, so I was like really rushing to get home. Like I got home right at the nick of time. If you if you don't mind talking about what what do you what do you do for work? I've been doing um, property management and like maintenance technician, uh, plumbing, electrical, carpentry, HVAC since 2013. Ah shit! Um, so, so you're basically like a and I mean this in a good way, like a handyman. A handyman, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just an all arounder. Yeah. That's very good. I we don't just... know I don't know a lot, but I know a little about a lot. What are, what's, so, what do they say? Kind of uh... Well rounded. Jack of all trades. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's that's the one I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. We, we we basically we did so many renovations at my house in the like since June that we basically had our own handyman the entire time and he just finished. Uh Oh, nice! I'm talking like the, the entire house. It's been crazy, but but uh, yeah, dude, I for, wouldn't, I wouldn't dare, I wouldn't dare. Like my mom's house was being renovated, and she wanted me to do it, and I was like, no, <laughs> like, I'm not doing tile. I'm not, you know, reworking copper pipes in the basement. But like, if your dishwasher breaks, I can fix it. Like that's, <laughs> I'm not doing all the crazy shit. Dude, it's it's um, funny that you it's funny that you mentioned tile because we've had. I think Brutal, let's, dude. let's see we did a tile shower tile bathroom floor another tile bathroom floor and a tile backsplash and they all suck dick they're all terrible four different yeah, people four different people did them four different companies terrible we're having the last one the, the, the backsplash we're having somebody come back out to rip it all out and do it again it just dude, got done it's not it, it's uh, it's hard to do it's really hard to do i took a crack at it once just to replace three four tiles and I was like, never again. I can't. I don't know how you're supposed to do this. Like, <laughs> it seems easy on paper, but it just doesn't work out. It just doesn't work out the way you want it to. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 funny. I'm, like, it's, I'm done with those. I keep saying the people that are good at tile. I, I don't know where they are, but they 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 earn their money because, yeah, that's a for sure. That's a trade. Yeah, that, that's a that's a trade. Holy hell. All right, but and even with like electricity and stuff, I'm like I, I just think I'm going to get shocked all the time. I've been shocked enough, <laughs> so I'm just like, this next one might be it. I don't want to even want to touch it at this point. <laughs> you know, I just I just installed like an overhead light in in our in our new washroom slash laundry room, and that's the first yeah. time I that's so, the yeah. first first time I ever got in there and did that. And it was really 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 simple. So I feel kind of stupid that I didn't before, but I am very glad that I didn't shock myself. That was a that was a big yeah. achievement. That, that's a big day ruiner. <laughs> uh, if, especially if you're on a ladder. Shoot. Not fun. 
No, 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 no. Didn't happen, so I don't got to worry about. It. But anyway, aside sure. from uh, aside from uh, work, you've obviously been doing a, a lot of interviews, like you and I have talked about before, and that's because yeah, you yeah. guys just dropped. You, you're in this band in Forest, and you just dropped this fucking awesome record called Killgrid on Century Media Records, and it sounds like and it sounds like things are there's a lot happening for a band who can't do much. Uh, with the current oh, yeah. climate, you're doing quite a bit. Oh yeah, it uh, it uh, it it got stronger reviews than I assumed or like in, a- anticipated. Like I, I assumed, like if you look at the walls, you're gonna like Kilgrid. You're gonna like Kilgrid a whole lot more. Yeah. But um, I I was just like I don't know, especially with Sign with Century, I was just kind of apprehensive of like how's the overall you know worldwide metal community gonna like see this or whatever um or, or I, I don't know and t- throughout you know january and february and stuff it's just like this is like one of the most highly anticipated albums i'm like really like <laughs> says who like who's that coming from it's so strange and then it finally dropped on friday and it's just like oh wow like people really like it so i'm you know super appreciative and humble like that's really cool <laughs> You see this horde of people just being like, this is fucking legendary. Yeah, um, it, it, It's a really cool feeling. <laughs> it, it must be, and it's really awesome. And I can uh, mirror back with things that I've, I've heard the same stuff about. I, just last Friday, I put out like a Friday morning Instagram thing, like what's the best release coming this week? And ev- almost every answer included Enforced uh, Kilgrid. And one of my good friends who, you know, messaged me about it was like, I haven't even heard it yet, but I know it's going to be the best release that came out this week. And I was like, well, I was like, well, I've heard it quite a bit and it is fucking great. And you're probably right that it is, but it's the confidence that people had for, for you guys um, coming in. Yeah. This that's, was, was that's, pretty cool. And that's so, that's so strange and really cool coming from, you know, just our only other output is an LP of old stuff. Yeah. Like how much hype could there possibly be for a band that honestly hasn't put anything out, you know, like new, new for a long time. <laughs> it's like, and, and like, I, I, I guess a quote unquote smaller band at that. So it's just like, I don't know what to expect. Like if it, if it does well, that's great. But if it doesn't, it's, that's more to be expected. than <laughs> Right. You know, rabid fury <laughs> of like <laughs> metal fans clawing, clawing at the places to get it. Like we sold out really quick. That's awesome. That's 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 a that's yeah, a... It's fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had I to mean... buy. We had to buy more. The record store had to buy more. Um, they sold out in like three hours. We sold out in about six. So, how's that? Was, yeah, Friday was a whirlwind. How's that work now with with uh, record plants being the way they are? If you sold out now, are you guys like out of records for months and months now? No, no, no. Um, Century, basically all the all the colors, uh, all the colored vinyl is limited to two hundred per color. So if you if there's still some you know floating around, I doubt it. Um, but those are all limited, and then the the black vinyl, just your basic record black vinyl is, I think there's maybe a thousand. I'm not a hundred percent sure to be honest. Yeah. Um, but even like Amazon sold out. So like we had to buy, 
we had to get more from the record label and so did the the record store that we're working with vinyl conflict they had to get more too because they sold out instantly that's that's great that's great i I think we think we got i think between both of us we got like 400 we had to get 400 more records and once we finally get those back in stock i know uh vinyl conflict already has theirs so they're probably screaming through those we haven't gotten ours yet but we're gonna tear through those as well because that's the only place, at least in the U.S., that you can get them with yep. like decent shipping. Right. Well, Vinyl Conflict—that's a Richmond-based store, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I wanted to talk to you about because I mean, Richmond has a has a pretty well documented uh, and well respected metal and hardcore scene. Um, how did how did you find yourself first involved in all of it? Um. Well, I mean, I've been going to hardcore shows since I was like 13 so it's just kind of like I've been going I've been a part of it longer than I haven't at this point yeah um but I was I I lived in Chesapeake when I first started going to shows so the Virginia Beach hardcore scene was the only place I could go because I was too young you know and and even then I have to like beg my parents to to drop me off at shows and stuff and they were not down <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because it's just Virginia Beach at the time was just like excessively violent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nasty. Real nasty. So it's just like, please, please, please let me go see Bloody Sunday. And they're like, no. (laughs) You're going to die. I'm like, no, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And then I'll have like a near-death experience. (laughs) And I'm just like, they might be right, but I love this, so I'm going to keep coming back. Um, and then, but like Richmond had already always had the bigger scene. Yeah. And when, as I was getting older and, you know, playing, starting, you know, hardcore bands and, uh, just bands in general, I was like, kind of, I always want, I want to play Richmond because that's where, that's the big scene. That's the big Virginia scene. I want to, I want to play there. I want to play there. Uh, did once that was pretty cool. Um, and then I was just kind of sold on it. And it's not uncommon for people, at least in Virginia, to once they, you know, graduate high school and are who are fans of like, you know, hardcore punk or metal to to move to Richmond just because of the scene. Just because the shows you get you're so it's so immersed in the like culture of the city. Mm-hmm. Um so it's kind of hard to avoid, but if you're a fan of it, you, it's like it's like a kid in a candy shop. Like you could, it's it's just stellar. So the minute I graduated, I was like, I'm moving to Richmond. I'm going to college. Yeah, yeah, it's for my you know future. But in the back of my mind, I'm just like, I just want to go see all the shows. I just want to walk to all the shows. I don't want to have to drive. Um, and that just kind of started the love relationship, I guess. That's funny, and there's, I have a lot of parallels there with myself in Baltimore, and that's that's basically that's mm-hmm. that's basically why I moved to Baltimore from where I was at in yeah. Pennsylvania. Um, where were you at? I was in York, Pennsylvania, which is only like forty five minutes north of Baltimore. It's where I grew up, but okay. I eventually, eventually just you know Baltimore was the local was the local big ci- local big city to go to shows at you know because forty five minutes wasn't yeah. nothing. Um, but eventually, yeah, I just moved yep. there for the same same type of reasons. 
And uh, <laughs> when, was that? when was that? That I think I moved there in 2009. Okay. And then I've, I've been out of there for a couple of years. That's now, like but... like just like the the height of trapped under rice and yeah, um, probably probably when they're just like... taken off. Yeah, because was it, what? When did Secrets of the World come out? Like 2008, 2009. Two, I th- right around there. Yeah. Yeah, and. Has Stout always been around? It seems yeah, like the they, has, they've been has around. Constantly been around. They've been around since Forever. like ninety three or ninety four. I could be wrong. Maybe it's like ninety six. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that, that yeah that yeah that's always been there. Um, we played Baltimore a few times. I've, I've loved every second of it. I was I was born at Johns Hopkins. So. Oh yeah, which one? That it's the the location that's like downtown downtown. So the so the main um, one, yeah. I, I had I had head trauma at that one. <laughs> I was in there for a oh, brain great. for a brain bleed, but my daughter was born at the other one, Bayview. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we have something in common. Yeah. yeah. Head, head trauma. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I got I got knocked out in an alley in Fells Point, and uh, my whole face got slashed Ooh. open, and uh, I hit the ground. Oh, and damn, my dude. brain was bleeding, so I had to go to the hospital a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was having the trauma of like I was still attached to my mother and it was like kicking and screaming and just very that sounds confused. way worse. It was, very, you know? it was super traumatic, super <laughs> traumatic. But I, I I survived. So good, good. I'm glad. Congrats to you as well. Yeah, you survived. <laughs> Barely. I'm a little different now, but I made it. Um, mm-hmm. So so when did when did when did the force actually start up? Because I, I started hearing you guys. I don't know when I started hearing you guys exactly, but I know. You really when when at when at the walls was starting starting to come out when the when when war was promoting it that's when obviously right. you popped on on my radar and I think a lot of people's radar and then when that record dropped it was like oh shit I see why um, I think you guys yeah. did you did some dates with Integrity or something that that mm-hmm. that, that you know got my attention and uh, then then did, I've been did you into go through it since. It? were you at the sidebar show no I wasn't. Ah, oh, but you missed out. That was a great one. <laughs> I'm sure it was. I've been, I've been out of Baltimore for too long. Though. Okay. Oh, so you're not there now? No, no, no. I moved back to Pennsylvania a couple of years ago. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, but I'm totally confused. As, <laughs> I'm no, trying you... to figure out where where you're at <laughs> without 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 prodding. Um, no. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, we started in uh, the. Everyone wants to say 2016, but. I don't think anyone would like uh, acknowledge that in the band. Uh, it was definitely 2017 because they wrote the demo but had no vocals in December of 2016. And our original drummer and I worked at um, a grocery store together. And he he was like, "Hey, like I'm trying to start this new band and we don't have a vocalist. And you've been in a bunch of bands and stuff. Like I think you could, you could probably kill this." So he sent me the uh, sent me the tracks and I like scribbled like bashed out some lyrics real quick. Um, recorded it like a week later, and like two or three takes, and that was that. Um, and that was in 2017 in January, and then like we immediately put it on cassette as yeah. fast as possible. So I would I, I would really consider 2017 January of being like the the birth of it. Because it wasn't done yet, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then we've just been, you know, kind of pushing and working 
as hard as we always have ever since. And we've had, you know, two lineup changes. We have a newer drummer, Alex, and a newer bassist, Ethan, uh, who have the time and the um, capacity to, to, like, do all the, the crazy wild shit that we want to try and do. So, well, the, shout, the, out to Con- shout out to Connor and, and uh, Isaac for, for sticking in as long as they could. But but it got it got it like with all the touring and stuff that we that we were doing in 2018 2019 it was just it became such a strain for everybody so it's just kind of we just had to get new people. Well, does it feel like the whole thing has moved fast? Um, I mean, it's I I don't maybe it's Too just because this last year has been so weird, but it, it feels like out the walls just came out. I know it didn't. I know that was 2019. Um, but yeah, the, the, and Good, I, I'm glad you know because I couldn't remember. <laughs> oh, I thought I, I could have sworn it was 2018, but it, it just isn't. Well, that, then you you do that, and then your your sophomore record is is all the way. You know, it's like you jumped straight up to the top, and you're on Century Media already. And and I know it's like that. It's like that weird meme of like a kid like skipping all the steps yeah. to get to the top. <laughs> and I was just like, and that's how it feels sometimes. It's very weird. It's like, dude. Four months ago, no one could care less. <laughs> Just some, you know, middle of the road like hardcore thrash band. Yeah, like that just, you know, it just exists. And then all of a sudden, you're in there, and you're in the major leagues. It's like, how the hell did that happen? <laughs> well, did, was that and then all with all the interviews and promotion and everything? You're just like, holy shit, this is wild. <laughs> yeah, you sound busy. Especially with this stuff, but was oh boy, yeah. was that uh was was the relationship with Century Media um, enhanced at all by by Will playing in Red Death as well? Because I know they had a record out. Yeah, I think that was the, the initial start because Red Death got signed, and then a some some Bandcamp article that. Uh, it was like top nine weird number. Yeah. Top nine like uh, like crossover bands to look out for, and Red Death was on there, and we were on there too. So uh, the um, head of AR at Century Media he read that, and he was like, he checked us out, and he was like, "Holy shit! Like this is sick!" And he looked at you know we're touring all the time and we're working all the time and we're constantly releasing stuff and he was just like yeah that's kind of that's the band i want to work with um so he hit us up too and and we didn't believe it at first right because we were just like no way so we just ignored it and he just kept harping on us and we're just like this might be legit (laughs) (laughs) we started talking and we're like holy shit this is legit like this is this is actually happening like this is fucking crazy dude it, that's and that's one of the century media and and, and it works we're really spending a lot of time on i don't mind because it's they really are a, a, such a big name in heavy metal and for as long as yeah. i can remember i mean as long as i've been involved i used to get the catalogs and flip through the catalogs and i'd circle like a million things that i want and never buy anything because i didn't know how to buy things it was pre-internet you know but I would get, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would get like their comps, totally. the the identity comps, and they would have like it's, it's like 
all sorts of different bands on it. it you know, it would go from mm-hmm. it'd be like Marauder and Turmoil and Opeth and Iced Earth and like like some weird variety, Jag Panzer, uh, like yeah, all over the place. And I always thought it was a cool, it was a cool uh, way that they operated, and they're still doing yeah, that today. When when we um <laughs> when we uh, signed with them, they sent us one of those sampler LPs. Yeah, like a picture disc. <laughs> but instead of it just being like the regular picture disc, it was like this whole like congratulations to Enforce for signing with like the Century Media family and all this stuff like printed on it. Oh, that's it very was cool. super fucking cool. Oh, we're framing that shit. That's yeah. fucking cool. <laughs> Are you guys gonna argue over who gets to keep it though, right? No, we can. I mean, I, someone else can take it. It's fine. <laughs> I, 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 I'm the, I'm the keeper. I'm the archivist of the um, of the group. So I have a plethora of memorabilia. So I'm I'm good. Someone else can have that. <laughs> I, I, I'm losing space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it it seems like you, are you are you the are you basically the guy who who does this type of stuff for enforced? No, I mean, well, in terms of interviews and stuff like that, like yes, um, but in, it used to be Will and I. But Will's Will just moved. Um, he's having some. Um, some some like medical issues i'll just uh, i guess that's the best way to put it yeah and um so just just to make his life easier i kind of took over the all the the whole roles of like doing all the interviews and stuff like that just to make his life easier so he can just relax relax and recoup and whatnot so um so yeah in terms of I hate to say it, but in terms of the faith of the group, yeah, but I'm also the front man, so it's kind of like something I should have expected. <laughs> well, that, but, this, it's kind of payoff for I'm never having the, to do any load-in, right? It, well, no, I, I help everybody. Ah, it's come on. It's very that's, much that's a collective your, thing. It's your right I've to hold, not do anything. I've hauled I've hold, I've hold that 7,000-pound base cab up a narrow, long staircase. Don't do that for times. Them. Dude, come on. I was in a band just, once too and I was a singer and I didn't help them once and that's something I'm very proud of. Oh my gosh, dude. Shame. <laughs> Shame on you. Everyone, I, I, everyone was <laughs> resentful. I might have helped the drummer once or twice, but that's because he had so much stuff. Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm kind of a bigger guy. So when it comes to all of like the breakables and all the um, symbols and stuff for the, um, for the drums, I'm just, I just, Get in a position like a musk <laughs> at the ox, back of the van. Right? Yeah, I just yeah yeah. yeah. I, I literally just get in a position and I just tell someone's like load me up with all the drum stuff. So put, <laughs> put everything on my back, fill up my arms, and I just like trudge um, and just get it all done in one go. Well, good um, for you because I I hate doing this multiple times. The less trips, the better. It's, <laughs> it's like bringing in the groceries, easy. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I've gotten really good at it. <laughs> or like taking out the recycling or bringing in groceries. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah it's exactly. just like, I don't want to do this six times. I'm going to try and do it once. <laughs> and just the attempt makes you smarter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, good for you. I'm sure your band appreciates you handling all this. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, when it comes to like the email interviews and stuff, though, I'm like, Yo, I'm on the phone all night. Can y'all please just <laughs> someone answer the email? Like it, it can't be that hard. If if you really need my help, just text me. 
Well, but, they, they, got, they had to be a gigantic, and I'm sure we've already touched on it, there had to be a gigantic jump in that type of shit from At The Walls to Kilgrid. Like, oh, dude, but At The Walls, I think I only did like six. Yeah. And I think most of them were inter- like emails. Were you expecting this, this at all? I'm on the... No, but at the same time, <laughs> that just shows how stupid I am and how ignorant I am on the subject of just like, I get this, you know, like a, like a PR schedule and I'm just like, there's a dude in Paraguay that wants to talk to me. <laughs> I wonder why, right. like, huh? And then yeah, I have to like snap out of it. It's like, it's cause you're in a band, you signed this intermediate, you have an album coming out. It's big. It's bigger of a deal than your understanding. I'm like, oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> but it just, I, I, it never ceases to amaze me how stupid <laughs> I am. So uh, it's nice. It's nice <laughs> to like kind of reset and be like, oh, someone wants to talk to me. What about? And it's like the album, you idiot. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. cool. Like I, I just never, I'm it just, I'm just blown away about the amount of people that want to talk uh, specifically to me about you know anything. So right. that's awesome, and especially is. after you know last year. It's it's just nice to chit chat with strangers. It's totally sick. Like this is this is happening. Like I'm talking to you. This is cool. This is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I agree. Thank you. But that's got to be, that's got to be, um, I mean, this, this is like the only thing you can do, right? Though, like with Pretty the, much. with the rec, was, so was there any, uh, was there any apprehension about releasing a record like this? I mean, it seems like we're kind of at the tail end of the nonsense, but who knows how long the tail is. Um, yeah. The light's at the end of the tunnel, I think. Yeah. But so, so was there any, any thoughts of holding off and trying to wait till it was all over or is this, I, I, cause I could also see this being totally beneficial by the time, by the time we're able to get out there and go to shows again, everybody's going to be completely familiar with the record. You won't have those awkward. Here's a new song. Everybody stands still, right? You know, you can, yeah. you can skip that step too. You guys are just going to skip levels well, all over the place. Yeah, it doesn't, um, it wasn't on purpose. Uh, it was originally supposed to come out last summer. Um, because everyone's like, okay, we'll shut down, lock down two weeks, no problem. Like, mm-hmm. we'll all get over it and we'll all move on. And then it just dragged and dragged and dragged and dragged on, and it got worse and way worse. And um, all the tours we were supposed to do in the summer and the fall, they were getting canceled, um, or postponed indefinitely, which is just a nice way of saying canceled. Um, and you're just like, okay, well, why would I put it out? Like at the bleakest point where like no one would even, I don't think anyone would even be paying attention to it because they'd be so, you know, wrapped up in the pandemic and everything and trying to like actually survive, (laughs) um, to an extent. So I was just like, this century was just like, this is not August or September or whatever was like, that's not a good time to do it. Um, let's just postpone it. We should just postpone it until March. And we're like, okay. But uh, it, in terms of beneficial, yeah, it, it, it was beneficial because 
we kind of were like flying by the seat of our pants trying to rush to meet that late summer deadline. But then it gave us, you know, an extra six months, six or seven months or whatever, uh, to, to really hone it in mm-hmm. on how we're going to release singles, which singles, uh, are we going to do music videos? Are we going to do like, how is this going to roll out? Cause at first it was just like, well, you know, let century take the wheel. Like they know better than us. Yeah. And then it once it got postponed, it's like, okay, well now we have a lot more breathing room to really do this the right way and to collaborate with Century on how to uh to do it. Or like what we should do and what we wanna do. And they were super supportive with throughout the entire process. And um super critical at times and very uh knowledgeable about the whole process because i mean that's such a it's, it's such a big jump that of course i don't know what the hell i'm doing so um so it's nice to have you know a camp that does know how it's how it works and does know how to roll things out because this isn't their first rodeo because it's definitely mine um so yeah it, it was it, it just bought us more time to make kill grid as accessible and and excite people as best as possible um without giving too much away you know well well like we talked about it it seemed to work and 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 to to credit what you're saying there i mean obviously sensory media knows what they're doing like right like even even if like you want to so question? They wouldn't be where they're at. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't have been looking at their catalogs or their comps back, in, you know, 30, 20, 30 years ago, or whatever, twenty years yeah. ago. If uh, if if they if they got it wrong, um, so that's that's an interesting thing to to um, consider. Is is I don't know the the, the it's I, I guess it'd be maybe easier to uh, put your ego aside and think you know what's best when you're staring in the face of a label that's um, done what they have done, what they've done. Uh, but right. That's, that was the initial thing. I was just like, well, they like, you know, Papa knows best. Yeah. So just <laughs> let, let them do what they do. But then when we had more time, it's like, well, maybe that gives us the breadth to, to work together instead of just, giving them the album and then sitting back in the chairs. Yeah, we have like yeah. a really strong work that work ethic as a band and as people. So it's just like, I don't think we would op. I don't think we could have operated honestly. We're just like, yeah, y'all handle it and just watch them do things that we necessarily not saying that that ever happened. Cause it didn't cause it couldn't cause we were a part of the entire process. Right. But like, there, there's definitely an alternate reality out there where, where they did all of it, and we were just lazy, <laughs> and, and on and 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 angry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because we didn't have any say. Because but but we were just too lazy to say anything about it. That's but I'm glad that reality doesn't exist in mine <laughs> because I, I we we've we have worked every step of the way together which is really cool 
that is really cool. such a yeah. huge label yeah yeah and it's not like it's it's not like you're the only band on that label you know they they've got a lot of they got a lot of irons in the yeah, fire and it's, like, con- it's constantly got... turning stuff out I don't know how it works I really like how do you do it my god Especially with like our A and R people and like PR, it's just like I know I'm not the only person talking to you right now. Like, sure, how much shit do you must have on your plate is ridiculous. <laughs> and so I'm trying to make this as easy as possible for both of us. And they really do appreciate it. They're like, well, I'm glad that we're working together, and I'm glad that you're not trying to, you know, start fights and cause fires and stuff like that. You just want to get it done too like <laughs> it's just a job i guess the best way to put it but like yeah, the yeah. best job in the world well i can i can say like even even going back to well, it was a couple weeks ago now actually when you called me and i didn't know you were going to be calling oh me. Yeah, yeah yeah and <laughs> and like i'm not going to go back to to your pr person and be like hey we never confirmed this you know like because Whatever yeah, I dude, I know I that this, I, I was in the zone. I, I know they were, zone. but but you know, like I know that that person is dealing with a lot of people all the time and a lot of things. Um, you know, I don't so understand they, how they sleep at night. How, yeah. how, how how do you have the time to sleep? Yeah. <laughs> Good God. Ooh. Yeah. No. Uh, well, hey, let's let's go let's go on to some uh, some Kilgrid behind the scenes stuff here. Yeah, buddy. Um, let's go for it. You, you, Arthur, how do I say his, how do I say his last name correctly? Rizk, Rizk, Rizik, Rizik. All right. Well, there's no, why is there no second eye? Anyway, he, he mixed, he mixed the album. That's how he, that's how uh, I've always been told. People say Rizk, or or people say Rizk. Like, uh, I mean, like not to toot my own horn, but like I've talked to people all over the world. No one can, no one says it the same way twice. Of course not. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I, that's why I waded into that uh, you know and asked rather mm-hmm. than attempted. But so he mixed the album and his name is everywhere lately, right? He's on right. he's on every yeah, record. He's a, and for good reason. He sh- he should have he should have won producer of the year at the Grammys. Yeah. It's like good god. The amount of pies he has his fingers in is just ridiculous. Dude. Well, and because of that, I don't want to ask you about him because we've heard a lot. No, about go him. for it. No, I, no, 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 no. I don't. I want to ask you who Bob Quirk is, who, who produced, produced the album. I'm less familiar with that guy. Who is he? He is a god. Uh, <laughs> he is a grumpy god. <laughs> he, we have always just as like individual musicians with our own individual bands have always been recording with Bob forever because he has always been super fair in pricing, super accommodating in terms of time. And, and, uh, the best way to put it, he, he wants you to achieve the best you can do. Like, and he'll know when, what you're trying, just instinctively know what you're, what you want to do. And if you don't meet his expectations or your own expectations, he's going to tell you that you fucking suck to your face. <laughs> um, so he's just like, yeah, that wasn't strong. Uh, or just, you're almost there, but that sounded like shit. <laughs> just over and over and over again. You know, just having that relationship and friendship for like, 
think I think the first time I recorded with Bob was like 2010. So where are we at? Like a 10, 11 years. Yeah. Like, uh, especially with like a big release like this, it's like, who else am I going to, who else am I going to go to? Like, I'm going to go with a guy that I know and trust and who understands like the, I guess the perceived weight of, of all of this as well. So especially in my experience, like recording vocals for Kilgrid, he was brutally honest, almost like masochistic. It, it was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty thick in retrospect. It was thick. You just like bad, 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 bad. Like keep trying. You haven't even warmed up yet. Like we're just going to do this like at least 16 times until you like get in the zone. So just keep yelling until you sound good, you know, kind of thing. Um, and yeah, he's just, he's just like, he's part of the like enforced family. He's just part of the tribe. So I, I just, it, it would have, it would have seemed fruitless and stupid to not include him on our first, you know, really big, you know, break and, 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 and adding Bob to it. We, that's kind of one of the goals of the band was just like, we need to put Bob's name out there because he is a great engineer. Um, and he's been in plenty of bands too, you know, so he, he knows the deal. He knows the score. Um, but yeah, he's just, he's a part, he's a part of the tribe. Like we, we couldn't have done this without him, period. That's awesome, and the, and the loyalty is very cool. And uh, that's like I said, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know, I don't know his name, so I know Arthur's name. Everybody, everybody knows Arthur's name at this point, but uh, it looks like Bob sure. needs to get some yeah. credit too, because the, the record does sound, uh, it sounds great. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it sounds it sounds as big as it's supposed to, and I don't. Yeah, know. and and Bob, Bob and Bob and Arthur worked together um, for a little bit, and I also don't want to. Um, uh, not include Ricky Olson who recorded, we recorded the drums at a completely different studio um, in Richmond called the ward. Oh my God. Can you please, I don't know if you can hear that car or not. It's I can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. dude. Anyway, it's like they don't, it's like they don't know I'm on the phone. It's weird. I know. I got the, <laughs> I got the same problem with the airport I live next to. <laughs> Um, okay. So Ricky, uh, yeah, we recorded all the drums at, uh, the ward with Ricky and Bob and Ricky did an incredible job of recording all the drums. Um, that was like the most immaculate setup of microphones I've ever seen. (laughs) And the ward is like this big third story warehouse with like, you know, vaulted ceilings and hardwood floors and everything. So like the, the, the acoustics in that place is un, unmatched of, of any place that you could find to record in Richmond. Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy that, um, Ricky was on board to, uh, to help out on that. Cause that, that was, it's a six hours just to set the mics up. <laughs> that was a process. Yeah. And we only, the first day we only busted out like two songs. <laughs> and then the next day like we finished the rest of them but it was just like this is a slog this is this is tough shit well um, it seems worth it though 
Oh, in the end, it's it's worth every second and every penny. Like, I wouldn't trade that shit for the world, you know? It, it's just, it, it's kind of, it, it, it's awe-inspiring in how um, a, a band is only worth its salt within, like, the village it surrounds itself in. And it really does take a village to make a band, like, operate and work. Like, yeah. it's not just the four or five people in it it's the it's the whole collective unit of who you surround yourself with and who you work with um so i'm just eternally grateful for um for everyone that's uh helped us along the way <laughs> it's very fucking cool well that is and and you're right about a lot of those things and that's why it's it's nice to see um well it's it's not a it's not a coincidence when a scene like like Richmond continues to produce uh, high quality metal and hardcore, whatever you know. Like the, the, like certain areas um, suddenly start popping up and producing things, producing a bunch of high quality bands uh, for brief yeah, periods of time. But see, you, you can you, you can kind of see why, right? But like, but, but like the foundation's already there. Yeah, but with, with with Richmond, it's it's sustained for much longer than most places are usually able to do, and uh, and I think that's I think that speaks to the people involved. You're, you're mentioning all these local guys to record with. A lot of people, a lot of places don't have these resources because no, one, there's don't. not a lot of there's not a lot of loyalty to it too. And it sounds like a lot of people in Richmond are are very um, more than happy to watch this thing grow, you know, a high tide raises yeah. all ships kind of idea. The, um, yeah, the, the, the ethos and support of underground music in Richmond is <clears throat> in my experience unmatched. Um, you can, someone is going to help you, you know, achieve what you want to achieve. And that will probably raise the eyebrows and notice of other local people who will then, be like, no, I want to, I want to help too. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of this, um, my dad always says it since he's in the military. It's, it's like, if you get higher up on the ladder than someone else, it's your duty to pull the person underneath you up past you. Hmm. Um, and it's kind of a similar ethos of just like, well, if I've made it, you need to make it too. You need to go, you need to get, bigger uh, as, as big as i am or bigger like we all need to help each other up this ladder um so it's like kind of like a no no band left behind uh ethos which is cool it's it's very unique in that and it's very uh heartwarming it is. It is very cool. And like I said, a lot of a lot of cities, snake ends up eating its own tail. You know, nobody wants to be mm-hmm. out. You know, outdone, and you know, because well, it gets petty. Compet- it seems like it's, it's not competition here. It's just support. I yeah. mean, that's a completely yeah. different mindset to even have. I have a uh, I have a brother in Milwaukee where it's just like vicious, um, like competition all the time. Between local bands who don't tour or anything, they you know, just see, I can't think of any bands from Milwaukee, so they they better knock that off, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not working. Well, it's just it's just for like regional clout. They they don't plan on doing anything, but they just want to be the biggest band in Milwaukee. 
<laughs> and you're just like, where's that going to get you, dude? <laughs> like, I, I have never understood it. It blows my mind. Well, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't have to. Well, aside from, from that, um, now that, now that we're doing this after the records come out now at this point, so your record yeah. just came out on what was it? The 12th? Yes. Um, how, how has, I mean, I know prior to the release, you know, all the reviews were good, but how has, how has it been? What have you heard from people who've heard it for the first time? Your your peers, I guess. Insanity, <laughs> total, total insanity. Um, the uh, the amount of like positive reviews and stuff like that. Like, I don't think we've gotten anything under like a seven out of ten or like a four out of five or anything like that. Like, it's really something to uh, to put something out there, and it's just almost unanimously like agreed upon. It's like, yeah, that's fucking sick. Right. <laughs> Throughout the entire world. You're just like, Whoa. <laughs> like, I didn't, you know, that wasn't my intent. I just wanted to write the record. We were going to write, you know, with or without, you know, century, like we were going to do this. Um, but it just captured so many people's uh, ears and they're just like, uh, once I, the, the, the thing I've noticed the most is the, which I'm really appreciative, appreciative about is the, how hard we worked on the sequencing mm-hmm. and that like the minute that it's over, how many people are just like, I have to start it over again and just listen to it again. Yeah. Yeah. Be- because it's just, for for something that's like forty one minutes long, it goes by, and and what your head perceives is like fifteen minutes, but like because it's such a ripper, and then when it's over, you're just like, what do you mean it's over? No, it's not over. Play it again, and so it's like hitting the feeder pellet of force <laughs> again the gerbil cage. Yeah, you, I, I was going to uh, mention something about it. it. You it, did a great it's wild. You. you you have you guys did a great job of uh, of of sequencing, like you said, and I noticed it when listening because I was on the back half of the record. You know how when you get to like the back half of a record, and you kind of start to usually you start to zone out a little get bit. Tucker, get tuckered out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it doesn't I mean, happen I mean, here. I'm yeah, I'm I'm totally aware of it, and we did everything <laughs> that we could <laughs> to not do that. It has a, it has a, but it also has a completely different vibe. Um, our friend, uh, David Jaycox, he's, he, uh, texted me. He's like, the first half is for headbanging. The second half is for killing motherfuckers. And I was like, <laughs> I never thought of it like that. I'm like, and then I listened to it. I was like, damn, you're kind of right. Like the first half side A is really fast. It's really fast. Uh, and the second half is just ass beating riffs. Yeah, so, and that's that's where I heard. That's I think that's I wrote I wrote it down here. I wrote specifically down "Blood Ribbon" because that song is one of the dude, one of my I favorites. Love, I and, love I love how many people love "Blood Ribbon." That's such a weird, not weird, but like it's not something <laughs> that I ever would have expected at all because it's so late in the album. Yeah, and I I like like you said like I thought everyone would be tuckered out by 
by the time hemorrhage starts, I think they would just be like, okay, I know this song because it's been out for a minute, so, like, I'm good. No, people ride for Blood Ribbon, and that's just like, wow, that's so cool because it just tells me that you're listening to the entire album. Right, that one didn't have a single. Yeah, maybe it should have. Holy <laughs> shit, I never would have considered it as being a single song. Like, what? That's, that is the, the, the one song that I wrote down. I didn't write down any other songs. I just specifically wrote down that I wanted to mention Blood Ribbon. Because now, <laughs> why is that? I don't know. It's just what? like I heard it. And I was, and it made me pick up the phone to see to check the track name. You know, like it, it just like like I know I know but curtain like, what, fire. Do you I, do you know like what specifically within the song? Like I don't know. Really? No, no I think it might have just you? been it might have just been the riff. It might have just been the the tempo. I don't know. But it was it was just like wow. Like I don't know. I have I can't explain it. It was just like what 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 song is this? You know. I gotta check. I think that's everyone's. I think that's everyone's general vibe. To be honest, there's like I don't know what it is, but I just fucking would would die for this song. I'm just like, that's so strange. <laughs> it's never <laughs> it's, the one you expect. It, oh, that one. No, well, yeah, well, of course. So it's just like, wow, Adam. It, it's just kind of you have to go through the now. Now I feel bad because it feels like you have to go through the slog of side A and half of side B <laughs> to, to fully appreciate blood ribbon. And it's just like, wow, that's just really cool. I don't know. It's just, it's, I, I'm just, I'm ultimately always surprised every interview and every like question that I've gotten. It's just like, blood ribbon is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> of all the songs, and I'm not saying it's bad by any, like, you know, stretch of the meaning. Like, it's not bad. I fucking love that song, too. But just like, wow, that's your favorite one. It's strange. Like, I thought it would have been, like, you know, UXO or Curtain Fire or Kill Grid or, you know, ones that are far more, I guess, accessible. Uh, Curtain, like, Curtain Fire is pretty damn cool, too. I think it's catchy. You can do the Carlton to it. And <laughs> that's the ultimate test, right? That's that's what I appreciated about it. And to be totally honest, that's how I like structured the lyrics because I was like, well, you can do the Carlton of the song, so it has to be like really swingy and like catchy. So I listened to a lot of like Blondie and stuff to like kind of get that um, vocal cadence or like rhythm down to like meet with the rhythm. So. Very like, I nice. That was cool. That I mean, yeah. So <laughs> it took some research to like get that right. Well, dude, I, the, it's obviously all paid off here, um, at least so far, and 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 I'm excited for you guys yeah, so that, that you can that that hopefully we are uh, light at the end of the tunnel, and you can eventually get out here and see, you know, the actual the actual response, the physical response to, to what you got on Kilgrid. Cause, cause I think, I think you, like you said, unanim unanimously people who love heavy music, love this record. And, uh, I agree with them. Uh, I'm sure you agree with yeah, them. If, if you, yeah. If you just like aggressive music, then I don't see why you wouldn't like it. Like what's there not to be liked about. There's a lot of aggression in it. Plenty um, of hardcore, plenty of heavy metal, plenty of, plenty of whatever genre you want to put it in. 
Um, Honestly, yeah. yeah. So it's just kind of like it's just kind of the everyman's <laughs> the everyman's uh, aggressive album. Oh yeah, well, dude. Hey, I think I think that's that's the way we should leave it. I think that's how we should wrap it okay. up. Okay. Um, Sounds cool. Thank you for taking the time to have this conversation. I'm glad we were finally able to work oh. it out. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely happy to do it. All right, cool.
So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Knox and that awesome song you just heard is Curtain Fire. Uh, we did, I didn't. I should have played that Blood Ribbon song that we, we talked about at length. But you know, I think you got to find it the same way that the rest of us have. You got to hear it in the context of the record and find out what makes it so uh, so cool. I don't know. It's it, uh, why why it sticks out. I can't can't explain it as you heard. But uh, you you check it out. You find out. Okay. So um, obviously that's about it for this one. Um, if you wanna, if you wanna get in, get in line. If you're hearing this on Monday, there is a uh, currently a getting it out giveaway happening. Uh, if you get there in time and you repost the post on Instagram and tag two friends, uh, whatever whatever the rules are, you have to go there and check it out. Uh, you can win uh, one LP, at least one LP, two seven inches, two CDs, um, maybe some merch if you wear the right size, and uh, and some random stickers, buttons, all that sort of stuff. So check that out if you heard this live by Monday, let's say. If you hear it Monday, uh, March 22nd, the 22st, uh, you might have a chance. Anyway, otherwise you can go to the Patreon page if you want, patreon.com slash gettingitoutpodcast and be a subscriber and get some cool stuff there. Uh, if you are a Patreon subscriber, the $3 tier, that automatically enters you into the contest and you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to know about them. You could already be winning and not even know. Um, but yeah, that's it. Um, the Instagram page at, at getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast. That's where you're going to find out about these contests where you can win free things. I don't know why I keep going back to the contest. It's just my easy frame of reference right now. And, uh, and yeah, there's the Facebook page, facebook.com slash getting it out podcast. And uh, getting, getting it out.net is eventually going to be a thing. Who knows when it's been over a year. I've been saying that. Uh, but yeah, that's coming. Um, that's going to be it for this one. Let's do a song from Silver Tomb. I don't know if you're familiar with Silver Tomb, but I am. Silver Tomb is a band from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, they got some. Uh, they got a pretty impressive uh, list of past. Uh, how would you say it's a pretty impressive uh, ex-members uh, lineup? I guess you could say. Uh, they, they <laughs> why, why do I keep stumbling over this? These guys were in a lot of cool bands, um, but. I want to let the music speak for itself. This is off of their Edge of Existence record, which has been out for a little while. Um, it's not a new song, but uh, I wanted to put put it out there for you anyway. It's called So True. Again, the band's called Silver Tomb. Check it out. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 